Today's Thursday, November 9th. The title for our devotion is Freedom to Serve God and Others. This week, we've been exploring the irresistible freedom in the gospel. Not absolute freedom of self-determination and freedom from all restraints. This, the gospel declares and our experience reveals, leads only to more bondage and slavery. Again, to quote Tim Keller, freedom is not the absence of limitations and constraints, but it is finding the right ones, those that fit our nature and liberate us. So we must find the right restraints. These restraints truly liberate us. A toddler playing in the backyard that isn't fenced in may seem to be more free from the restraints of a fence, but they are certainly not more free from danger. In the same way, we must find the restraints that define truth and morality. When we live in these restraints, we become truly more free to accomplish our purpose and to live in our destiny now. On this topic of freedom, two other texts are important to bring up. The first is 1 Peter 2.16. In the context, Peter is writing to the Christians who have been dispersed throughout Asia Minor due to the persecution in Jerusalem. He tells them to submit themselves for the Lord's sake to every human authority. This includes the emperor and the governors. And then he writes in verse 16, Live as people who are free. Not using your freedom as a cover-up for evil, but living as servants of God. The question that comes to mind in reading this text is, what sort of freedom does Peter have in mind here? Freedom from sin, freedom from the law, sociopolitical freedom? We can narrow it down here that freedom from sin and sociopolitical freedom are the likely options. Eliminating freedom from the law, because he's not talking about the law here. Freedom from sin is the more likely option of those two, given that the next two phrases following the first, not using your freedom as a cover-up for evil and living as a servant of God. Most likely it's in the context of freedom from sin. Even if he is talking about socio-political freedom, which again I think is less likely, he has just told them to use their freedom to submit themselves to human authorities. If he is speaking of freedom from sin, that doesn't give us the right to sin more because we are to use our freedom to become servants to God. This is the same idea Paul expresses in Romans 6, which we're not going to turn there. That's a topic for another day. Uh, so again, there is no version of the Christian life where we are free to determine our own morality and truth. To be free from sin allows the Christian the freedom to then choose to be servants to God, which is to say, properly ordering of loves, living in our purpose, out of our identity, and towards our ultimate destiny. Then he goes on to describe what it looks like to use our freedom in this way. In 1 Peter 2.17, he says, Honor everyone, love the brotherhood, fear God, honor the emperor. The concept of freedom as freedom from all restraints doesn't allow us to obey this teaching and to really get what Peter's saying here. Honoring everyone means to hold everyone in high esteem and respect. Loving fellow Christians means, at minimum, sacrificing one's freedoms for the benefit of others. All acts of love do this, whether I'm helping someone move or reaching out to see how someone is doing or purchasing something that they need. I could have done something else with my time, my resources, or my attention to benefit them, to benefit myself instead of them. But an act of love is to genuinely give of yourself. For others. To fear God is to restrain my freedom, to choose my own morality and truth and surrender to his. To honor the emperor is to submit to his laws that don't conflict with the will of God. Paul brings up this freedom, or this concept of freedom as well, in the book of Galatians. Here the context determines that the freedom he is speaking of is freedom from the law of Moses. The situation he is addressing with the church in Galatia is a group of Judaizers who had come into the church and were attempting to convince the new Christians that they need to follow more of the law than they really do. Of particular significance is circumcision. Galatians 5.13, we read, For you are called to freedom, brothers. Only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. He then takes the application in a slightly different direction than Peter did. 
He encourages them to use their freedom from the burden of the law to not indulge in the flesh, that's our sin and sinful nature, but to serve one another through his love. He calls the Galatian church to submit themselves to one another. He expresses the same idea in Ephesians 5, 21. Submit to one another, he says, out of reverence for Christ. Therefore, from these texts, we see the clear use of our Christian freedom. We are free from sin and from the law of Moses. This freedom is to be enacted in our choice to submit ourselves to God and to one another. This is an essential component of love, which, according to Jesus, remember, is the verb in the two greatest commandments. We love God and our neighbors by submitting ourselves to them, out of love for them. This is the proper use of our Christian freedom. So, returning to our main idea for Monday, let's stop thinking of our freedom as what we are free from and start thinking about it also as what we are free to do. There is to be no state in which we are free to do whatever we want and think whatever we want. It is in the giving of ourselves in love to God and others that we, again, as Keller says, come to a proper constraints that fit our nature and truly liberate us. Christian, you're free. You're free from sin, you're free from the law. Now, how will you use your freedom? I encourage you today to pray a prayer of surrender. To freely surrender to God and to others. Surrender to the truth that God declares is true. Surrender to the way that God says is good. Surrender to others in love. Commit to praying for others, serving others, giving of your time, talent, and treasure for the benefit of others.